Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Welcome to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast, where you'll get tips, tools, and training for new and aspiring copywriters, plus a few things even the established pros will want to know. My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 15 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. The Filthy Rich Writer team and I are here to teach you everything we've learned in our years in the industry so that you can craft a successful copywriting career of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey, everybody. I am super excited to share today's interview with Alicia Castro, a member of the Comprehensive Copywriting Academy and owner of Glorious Copy Co. Love that. Uh, We had a few audio issues, so before we dig in, uh, I just wanted to give you some background on who Alicia is and why she is so fabulous. Alicia has been a copywriter for about three years now, writing compelling copy for purpose-driven and time-strapped female entrepreneurs who want to skyrocket their sales, engage communities, and really just take back their time. Uh, And you can probably tell. I'm reading from a script here because that copy is so good. She calls herself a word-wielding warrior, which we love, but like many copywriters, she didn't originally start out in marketing or in advertising, and like many copywriters, didn't know you could make a living from writing. Surprise! She got into the marketing world by accident when she took an SEO role, which, by the way, she is still thriving at. And copywriting is Alicia's side business. She landed her first client through a Facebook group and built referrals from there with a fully packed schedule in addition to her nine to five. It's doable, guys. But she says that her copywriting knowledge has also benefited her in her full-time role, whether it is knocking presentations out of the park or allowing her company to offer more services to their clients. And even though copywriting is her side hustle, she has a great reminder for every copywriter. She said... You need to treat your own business, whether it's a side hustle or a full-time job, as a business. You need to put the same attention toward your messaging and professionalism as you would toward a client's project. I love that. Great reminder, Alicia. So while you will hear Alicia's confidence shine through, because she is such a pro, uh, she reminds everyone that she also had to overcome imposter syndrome. If you're feeling it, know that it's something even the pros have to overcome. 
So let's dig in as Alicia shares her creative process, what motivates her, and her advice for someone getting into copywriting. Enjoy. Yeah, so like I was saying, you have to create a process, right? Beforehand, I would just like go in and jump jump into the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that just caused me such a huge headache after the fact. <laughs> like, okay, wh- where was I going? I knew this was the call to action, but you really need to, um, you know, listen to your transcript call and cr- do a creative brief, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people skip that. You mm-hmm. need to write a creative brief for yourself. <laughs> yes. And then once you do that, you need to um, pull out things from the call, right? Um, a lot of times your client knows their clients and they, they know what they're doing and they give you so many really beautiful gems and you can kind of plug and play and put things into in, into what you're doing. You need to create an outline. Okay, here's the headline. Here's the subhead. The call to action is down here. Add a transition here, add a transition there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds so unfun and uncreative, but I think that that's, that's just so key in order to, to, one, be able to edit your work in a way that um, makes sense, right? And that you're able to catch certain things. Um, but it also just makes the writing process so much easier, right? Like, it's just so, so much easier. And I wish I would have um, listened to that advice early on. It would have saved me a bunch of headache, a bunch of headaches and a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that that's something that I, that I always do, you know, I, I'll have a, a call with a client. I'll, I make sure I record, record the, the creative brief kickoff calls, I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll, I'll actually create the creative brief. Like it's not enough just to listen to the call. I'll say, okay, this is, this is the target audience and I'll be super, super clear about that this is the call to action. This is what I'm trying to do. And then beyond just, this is what I'm trying to do. Let's say I'm talking about an email sequence, really mapping out which problem am I going to address in each email, right? Mm-hmm. Which transformation am I going to address? Uh, what are some common objections that will come up in the process and really outlining all of those things beforehand, because it just makes the writing process so much easier. And it's a lot of work up front, but then when you do actually sit down and write, Uh, things just come so much, so much more smoothly. Um, And I think doing that and having a process like that makes it easier in turn to um, have a couple of things going on, right? You can have your nine to five and then you can have the, the copywriting on the side or as another kind of, you know, five to nine, if you will, um, because you have these processes in place. That that's the, the best way to kind of balance it in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. When it, it comes to, you're right, people kind of resist creative briefs or they resist doing an outline, but you know, it's like, it's it hard to get somewhere if you don't know where you're going, you know? Yes. Like, you get anywhere. You can get in your car and you can just drive, but if you want to actually get somewhere, you need to have a map. And that's really what, you can be as creative as you want to along the way, but that, that creative brief and, and an outline there, you kind of they gently get you, they gently help keep you on the right path. So be creative in the middle, but they help keep you on that path. Yes, absolutely. And I am, again, this is, this is taking some coaching (laughs) for me, you know, like I've made sure like for, with Kate, for example, um, you know, who's a coach inside of the group. um, I, I've had continuous coaching with her for months on end, kind of trying to nail down my process. And again, because I was just so into it and I couldn't figure out 
why is this not working? Why am I, why can't I come up with an idea for this? And she was so helpful kind of helping me um, nail down what does that process look like, right? Because at the end of the day, once you do enough writing, you kind of do do the same thing over and over. Um, I think one of the things to to add too is, um, so I have my nine to five, I have Glorious Copy Co., but beforehand, I really didn't really have a lot of clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I was having a hard time, motiv- to be honest with you, motivating myself to, to practice writing, which I think is the case for a lot of people. Um, and I actually, there was another copywriter that I, I kind of had my eyes on and I looked at her work and she actually reached out and said, hey, do you want to you join my team? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would just constantly get, and I still actually do do um, some work there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I constantly got this, this, this ongoing flow of, of working different kinds of work. Um, and that practice in and of itself gave me the confidence to say, okay, now I, now I feel like I can go after my own clients with a little bit more ease because I've, I've, I've done it for other clients. I see how it works for other clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've written a variety of, of, of copy. I, it's not, okay, I'm just writing emails or I'm just writing sales pages. I'm writing a variety of things. Um, and so again, because I have all of those things going on, the process part has just been absolutely key. I think the other thing that is, is really great is swipe files. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily so you can copy, but just so you can have an idea how someone started something. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I think, with the lead, right? A lot of people struggle with this and I, I it, it's really difficult it, to get the beginning of it right yeah. and one of the the best pieces of advice that I've ever gotten with copywriting was don't don't start writing the beginning of the piece start from the end and start mm-hmm. from the sale um and kind of build your way up yeah um and this way I could see oh, okay it makes sense that if this is the end point right? This is point Z that they need to get to. Mm-hmm. This is what needs to happen at point A. When you start at point A, a lot of things can, can happen in between. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you can get lost, but if you reverse engineer it, it works out a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and that goes back in with that idea of, of making an outline too, right? Yeah. You, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, where you want to get them to. So what are the, where do they have to be before that? And where do they have to be before that? So that, yeah, so that they start at the top of the page and the more they read, the more they're like, yeah, 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 I need this, bam. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's been doing that over and over has um, really been the reason why my business has been successful. Um, I've been able to get my clients some really great results, especially in the last couple of months that I've been doing it so much more. Um, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm booked out a month, almost a month and a half, sometimes two months in advance, which is absolutely amazing. Um, And that's not doing any marketing here and there. I'll post on, and I have a a sizable um, following on Instagram, Mm -hmm. um, but I do not nurture it as much as I, I want to. Um, And again, but that's because I've made a concerted effort to nurture the current clients that I have um, and make sure that, that I I get results um, for them. I've had clients, completely book out their their um, group coaching programs and sell out all of their seats. I've, I've had some clients double their sales and the only thing that they changed was was the copy. Um, and so, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of other things that, that I'm forgetting about now that, 
that my clients have, have achieved as a result of the things that I've helped them do. But I think one of the biggest things, no matter what kind of result the client gets, whether it's monetary, whether it's, you know, their launch is so much easier, mm-hmm. right? And the, it, it's, it's so much um, less stressful for them. Mm-hmm. Is Every single client always mentions, oh my God, this was such a huge relief not to have to worry about this. I wasted so much time staring at my computer, trying to figure out what to write. Because that's just the first piece, right? Trying to figure out what to write. And then to be persuasive on top of that is incredibly difficult, yeah. right? And that's, that's, that's the job of a copywriter, right? Mm-hmm. We are salesmen and women mm-hmm. in print, right? And so you have to know the product in and out. You have to know what you're talking about. Um, but then you have to do it in a way that drives action and conversion and it's persuasive. And for so many clients, I like to call them CEOs and I do not mean chief executive officer. I mean, chief of everything. Yeah. <laughs> so many of my clients are, um, a lot of them are solopreneurs, but a lot of them have smaller teams as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still, at the, they're doing everything. Yeah. Right. The, a lot of them in the, that kind of beginning or mid stage where they know their audience they have a consistent flow of sales, but they're still doing everything, right? Mm-hmm. They're creating content, they're doing their website, they're showing up on Instagram, they're having podcast interviews, they're just doing all the things. And because of that, they don't have the necessary brain space to think about copywriting, right? For some, it comes a little bit more natural, mm-hmm. but for others, when you are doing all the admin work and you're doing the operations, you're doing the marketing, you're doing the sales, and then you sit down to write content and, and copy for your business, that can be very overwhelming, especially if it doesn't come to you really easily. Um, well, it, it won't for most people. I mean, right. you know, we're, we're an entire career that requires training. So it's not these entrepreneurs' faults if they haven't gotten a full career copywriting career training, right? Absolutely. They forget that sometimes. They're like, why can't I do this? You're like, right. right. We're going, oh, why can't I perform brain surgery? Not that we're exactly the same, but like, I think entrepreneurs forget that because people can, because everyone can type and can write, they forget that that doesn't necessarily mean that they should be able to do this, you know? Absolutely. And it's, for a lot of them, it's a hit and miss, right? Um, They'll put something out there and, and it gets crickets. Um, and then they think that, okay, is it, did it have something to do with the way that I, that I wrote this? Did I not market? There, there's so many different factors I think that come into play, um, with copy. It is not the only piece of, of something being successful. Um, you know, you can write beautiful copy, but if you're not driving anyone, um, to it and no one sees it, (laughs) right? So like there's a bunch of different things that I also think um, entrepreneurs need to understand that as well, right? Like it's not just a matter of having messaging that works. You have to make sure that really, I think there are three things that you need to have um, in order to make something work, right? And when I say make something work, get sales consistently. You need to make sure that your offer is right. So you need to have an understanding of what your target audience and the market is in need of and and how you are uniquely positioned to offer a solution to that. Um, Then you need to make sure that your messaging is dialed in, which is where we come in as copywriters. And and often I think that's where a lot of people um, fail, right? And where where a a lot of that kind of tension comes in. If you have a product that's a good fit and you 
there's a bunch of other competitors out there, you know it works. It's just a matter of positioning it in the right way. Even pricing, which I, which is the third thing, in my opinion, that kind of gets in the way mm-hmm. uh, of a lot of people buying whatever the, the product or the offer or the service is, you can justify the price with the right messaging, right? And with the right, the right storytelling. Um, so that's just some of the, the things that I noticed. And like I said, because my clients are the chiefs of everything and they're doing everything and they have not had that training, as you mentioned, Nikki, um, when they come to me, they're like, listen, I, just, I don't have time. I do not have time. And if they do have the time, they don't want to, I don't want to use the word waste, but they don't want to spend it staring at a laptop for hours and hours on end, wow. trying to figure out what to write and then trying to be persuasive on top of that. So the biggest thing that I hear from clients is I feel so relieved. I feel so relieved. Oh my God, you're in my head. I have one client text me one time after some coffee that I delivered to her and said, I think I need to speak to my therapist now because the copy that you wrote, I didn't even realize I had that in me. Like you're literally in my head. I thought I wrote it. I had no idea that you wrote it. And now I need to do some mindset work so that I can I can step into the person you painted me to be. But it was already there, but I just pulled it out of her. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that for me, that that's the, the biggest thing. I love the fact that um, I'm able to make people more money at the end of the day. That, that yeah. that's the whole point of of, of yeah. writing copy. But for me, the the biggest thing is to be able to help them impact more people, right? And get their message out in a way that feels right and feels authentic and it feels um, good to them and that it calls in clients, right? And when it calls on the clients, it calls on the money. Um, and then they're able to, you know, live the dream that they want to, they, that they've thought about for so long, right? For as entrepreneurs, especially if, if you're in that, that space, we all kind of have the same dream, right? We want to, we want to be able to wake up to Stripe and PayPal notifications, passive income and things of that nature. And you want, you want to do all the things that all the other entrepreneurs and the coaches are doing. Oh, I sold out of this. My inventory is done for the month. Oh, I'm booked out until three months from now. And I think copywriting is one of those things that, that helps you get there, right? Because when we think about the brand's in today's day and age that stand out to us, it's because they have these amazing stories that they tell, right? And they they connect so deeply with their audience and they resonate so deeply with us on an emotional level. Um, and that that's part of the reason why they're successful. Of course, they also have like really great marketing <laughs> campaigns and, and strategies. Um, but the again- It's always gotta be the foundation. You can't exactly. sell anything with, with subpar messaging, right? Exactly. But I love your point about helping the, it's, it's fun to write copy. Like it just, it's fun, right? Um, mm-hmm. most time, there's it's not, you know, but it's still a job. Um, but most times yeah. write copy. Um, but you, you're helping your clients have this, this amazing trans transformation. They're, they're selling out their courses, their programs, all that kind of stuff. But then at the same time for every sale that your messaging has helped them make, helping them make, there is a, a customer who has the opportunity mm-hmm. to have that transformation, who wouldn't have purchased that course and who wouldn't have seen those results if your messaging hadn't resonated with them. If they hadn't read it and gone, oh my God, not only do I want this, but I get the feeling that this person understands me. I want yes. to purchase this program. So it's, it's a transformation for your client, but then it's helping your client facilitate transformations for 
any number of people. It's, it's, you know, I don't want to get too, too big, but really it's, it's potentially life-changing. Agreed. Agreed. And like I said, I think that's, that's part of what, what drew me into the world in the first place. You know, the, the fact that I, um, kind of purchased certain programs or whatever it was, mm-hmm. those experiences and those programs and courses were so transformative for me. For example, the academy in and of itself, right? Yeah. I, when you start off as a copywriter, depending on your background, you really don't have any idea where to start, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it can it feels so lonely and so overwhelming when you want to do something you're interested in this and you you think you have what it takes to do that but you do not have a clear path for how to move forward Mm -hmm. I think with the academy for me I knew okay if I go through this I'll know the basics right I'll even know beyond the basics right like I'll know okay this is what I need to do every single time that I get a client this is how I get a client this Mm -hmm. is what I should say when I get a client this is how I should handle my sales calls this is how it just to have that laid out strategy and plan for this is how I can grow this this Mm -hmm. is how I need to think about this was absolutely mind-blowing for me um and, and like I said if I had not had that foundation I would not be where I am now it's I still go back in and and revisit Um, all the time right and I I still look at all the comments and things of that nature from from everyone in the group because the community aspect I think is also really important a lot of people become copywriters because we're introverted right (laughs) not realizing that um, there are so many things within it that are going to have to force you to step out of that introverted piece of you you're putting yourself out there each and every time you pitch to someone each and every time you put your copy up for review or for feedback mm-hmm. um each and every time you communicate with with a client with a colleague whatever the the nature is and so that can be very overwhelming so when you have a a, a community that they're going through the same exact thing it just feels so refreshing and so um motivating mm-hmm. right because I, I think had i not had that in the beginning and not seen how willing people were to help me improve I just I don't think I would have would have kept going mm-hmm. um I would have been just kind of fumbling all over the place okay I don't what do I do here what do I say here right and I feel like I, because I had that that foundation of knowing exactly what to do and how to do it mm-hmm. I didn't fumble around as much of course there's fumbling that happens naturally right yeah. because you're trying to <laughs> figure out what works for you yeah. um but just the fact that everyone in the community was so, for lack of a better word, nice about their feedback. <laughs> we so lucky because it, it really is. It's a really nice group of people. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because helpful and all that kind of stuff, but like, yeah, just nice, yeah. you know, supportive and encouraging. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I've been in um, situations where my copy was just completely torn apart. Oh, just completely 100. And that works sometimes, right? Yeah. Like you're like, okay, yeah, that that sucked. Maybe you didn't know it sucked, and then it sucks even more because you're like, okay, it sucks. <laughs> um, and again, you know, everyone has a different personality. Everyone has a different way of giving feedback that works for some people. Um, and again, but when you're able to 
use your words in a in the right way, you can actually take that tear down and and make someone believe, okay, oh, I was on the right track here. I just need to do a couple of tweaks as opposed to, oh my God, this was horrible. And that's happened to me before. And that kind of stalled my career for a while. I was working on a project and it just was completely torn apart. And I had worked, I think, the longest hours ever on this particular project. And it just got chucked into the garbage. Um, And like, that's another thing that I want to say as well, right? There will be moments that that happens. There will be moments where the client, for whatever reason, is not happy with it, um, where someone needs to completely rework what you did. And that's just part of the process, right? I, I, I think because as writers, we just take things so personally, right? Like to us, the writing that we do, it's like our child, right? And we put it out there in the world and we hope someone will love it the way that we do. <laughs> um but sometimes it doesn't always happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and regardless, it, you know, it, there's there's going to be some changes. They come back and say, yes, even if they're like, this is amazing. And you and I both know it's it's sometimes it does happen that a client is like, yep, this is perfect, awesome as is. But the most of the time, a client's going to come back yep. and say, this part is super super great. I'd love to make some changes to this part. You know, yep. so it's it's. Yep. You do. You can love your copy and you can, and I'm sure you've done this too, where you finish writing something and you're like, oh, that is so good. Oh, that is so yes. good. I really nailed that. It's going to love this. Um, so you can, you should be excited and proud of the work that you do, but there does have to be that element of like, okay, this is just my, this is just the work that I did. It's not me. It's not a part of yes. me. Especially since it's going to then belong to them. And they right. have the right to make changes because they're they're paying you for it, and you can advise them. But um, but it's it's the, at the end of the day, it will become their copy. You know, I think you made such a great point there, and and when I'm I still struggle with that a little bit. But um, one thing that helped me get over that mm-hmm. was refocusing. Right, um, I started noticing that a lot of my clients said, "Oh my God, this sounds just like me." So I started realizing, okay, I think I have a knack for really nailing down the the brand voice, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I would take elements from other pieces of marketing collateral or materials that they had across the web, Instagram, on their website, communications that that I've had back and forth with them, um, and sprinkle that in there um, and pay attention to, okay, this is how they, this is the cadence Mm -hmm. of, of, of their sentences. They don't use contractions. They use contractions. They say this. Um, I think one thing that's also really important is when you get on calls with clients to not just ask questions about the the actual brief or the project, but to get a feel for their personality, because that's how you get those, oh my God, how are you in my head? This sounds exactly like me um, moment. But by, by doing that, I was able to get away from that that feeling of oh my God, they, they ripped or tore this apart. Um, because I could go back and say, well, actually, like this is exactly how you said it. Um, <laughs> I just twisted it around a little bit so that, um, you know, it sounded a little bit more persuasive. But that, that hasn't been the case for me. But like I said, I think when you're also able to nail down brand voice, that, that makes that process so much easier. Um, but I don't remember who said it, but I, I feel like there may have been a, a copywriter that said like, you have to like, kill, I hate this, 
this phrase. Kill your baby. Like, yeah. Kill your babies, right? Yeah. Like funny borrowing it from other writers. But yeah, you have to kill your babies. Yeah. You do. And um, but one tip that I also learned, um, and Kate taught me this, don't just get rid of every piece of copy that you throw away. Put it in a, a dock somewhere and yep. save it. Um, that has that saved me so many times, especially when you start doing work with repeat clients. Um, I've had instances where I barely had to write anything new because I had all this amazing copy that they didn't want to use for this particular time, but it was perfect for this other project. And so I just needed to rework a couple of sections. Um, and they're like, oh my God, this is, this is great. This, this is amazing. Boom. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, it's, 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 it's a tough process, um, kind of starting off writing copy. Um, but you don't have to do it by yourself. You should not do it by yourself. Um, I, I think it's dangerous as a writer to um, not be in communication with other writers. Um, you absolutely need to get your eyes on, your your work um, needs to have eyes mm-hmm. across the board, right? Like other people need to have eyes on it. Um, you need to be able to step away from it, um, even if it's a day or two, right? And you need to be able to look at that with, with, with fresh eyes. Um, I think one other thing that that's interesting to me is people always talk about niching down and, and specializing, yeah. um, especially in the beginning. Um, but in the beginning, if you haven't written a bunch of copy and you haven't written a bunch of different kinds of copy, I wouldn't necessarily say to stay away from that, but I would say to try out different things mm-hmm. until you find what you're really good at and what you really enjoy. Mm-hmm. There are pe- there are types of copy that I'm really good at that I do not enjoy. <laughs> that I do not enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, if you happen to already have a job, you you have the choice to pick what projects you want to work on, mm-hmm. right? You can say, okay, you know what? No, this isn't really in line with the, the kind of work that I do. Um, but I think at the beginning, it's it's really important to expose yourself to different kinds of, of, yeah. of copy. Um, for example, I, I almost never wrote Facebook ads in the beginning. And then all of a sudden, I started writing a bunch of Facebook ads. And I was like, oh, my God, I can write these super fast. And it, it's really yeah. easy for me. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, I had this, oh, no, I'm going to stay away from Facebook ads for whatever reason. So I think you just, like, be open to writing different kinds of copy. Um, yeah, and you like, know what you don't know, right? Like, right. you possibly Absolutely. know what you're going to like or what industries you're going to like writing for. Yeah. Absolutely. I think the other thing, too, is is pay attention to the, the feedback that you get consistently, right? Like, um, for me, I always got a lot of feedback about this is kind of long, um, and then realize, okay, I write long copy really well. So maybe I need to start focusing on longer copy, right? So I need to think about sales pages. I need to think about emails in certain, in, in certain aspects, even like longer form Facebook ads or, or like yeah. maybe even things with a little bit higher ticket price because people need a little bit more convincing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one thing that I noticed until, uh, and with writers, I think we all struggle with, with brevity at some point or another, um, which is why, again, I think it's so important to make sure you go back and you self-edit and if possible, have other people take a look at it. And even if more possible, right, hire an, an, an editor um, mm-hmm. if it's like a really high stakes project or like a really um, high ticket project that you're, you're working on. Um, but when it comes to the, the brevity portion of things, being able to 
say something that is incredibly persuasive and kind of hits home and, and hits the heart and, and it makes you go, oh, oh, right? It's so difficult when you have a few words. So for anyone out there who's struggling with writing short copy, it's harder than longer copy. It, it, it doesn't sound like it makes sense, but it's harder than longer copy. And sometimes clients don't, don't necessarily get that either. They're like, okay, it's shorter. How come this is more, this would cost more? This, because when you are trying to narrow a whole concept down into three to five words, for mm-hmm. a tagline, for example, that, that's a much more difficult task than um, writing something longer. So just all a couple of pieces of, of, of things to think about as you, yeah. you move along. It's such a, well, I mean, I mean, how many times have we seen in the Facebook group, people mm-hmm. going through and they're like, the banner ads, I can't figure out the banner ads. It's so short, but why can't I just do it? And it's exactly, it's hard. yeah, it's hard because it's short. Keep practicing, you'll get it. But no, it's not going to be like, oh, it's only, it's like seven words. So, you know, I'll just get that done and move on to the next thing. Right. No, no. I had, I worked on a tagline for a client. Oh, taglines are so hard. Oh my God. Um, I, I think I'm going to spend maybe 40 hours on it, mm-hmm. if not longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I had pages and pages and pages of different versions and super long versions. And I'm like, okay, does this work? Does this not work? Yeah. It just, there was so much editing involved. Um, and then kind of testing that. Okay. Does this work? Did this person resonate with that? Does does someone understand what the company does? If I say this, do I want to go in that direction? Do I want this to be a little bit more emotional? It's so difficult. So for anyone who's writing banner ads, text ads, anything that's super short and is less than you know a couple of paragraphs, it's difficult, right? And that's why like Facebook ads, especially can, the shorter ones can be difficult because you don't have that space to make those transitions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you need to, it, it's just, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. 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 Oh, tagline work. I'm not at all surprised to hear 40 hours. Was it for a solopreneur? Was it for a bigger company? It was for a solopreneur who she was just starting off. And I was kind of like, I don't know if you really need a tagline if you're just starting off. But for her, you know, that's just, that's something that she wanted wanted to have. But okay, we can do that. Um, And so thankfully with, with her, I was able to craft just the entire brand messaging. Um, you know, her elevator pitch, her brand statement, her website copy. So I sort of had a foundation to pull from, but again, it just made it even more difficult. How, how can I get across to people what this person does mm-hmm. in a few words, right? And she wanted it super short. She wanted like four or five words. Um, and again, you go back and forth. Okay, should this be super specific to the industry should it not be but I I ended up going for okay this is what I want people to think when um they hear this this tagline right I want them to know oh this is the person I should go to for this Mm -hmm. right this is how I should this is how I want to feel when I'm done working with this person it ended up working out perfectly um but again very difficult. <laughs> I don't recommend taglines when you're starting off at the beginning. It's yeah. fun practice though. Like I do recommend doing that for practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, it's, it's so fun to, to, 
it's fun, obviously fun to have this conversation, but it's so fun to hear you talk about like, oh, when, you know, when I was first starting out and I had, you know, the imposter syndrome and I was so nervous and it took me so many months to, to pitch clients and the way that you will dig in and talk about, even just talking about the, the tagline and creating all of the, the brand positioning stuff. And it's so clear that you are, you have mastered it all and that you are like, like, yeah, you sit, take some effort to sit down and write copy, obviously. If it didn't, no one would pay us for it. Um, but it's the, even just discussing, hearing that that transformation from like, oh, I didn't do it because I was afraid to reach out to, to pitch myself to clients. And now for you, who is just clearly so in your element and and just masterful in the way that you work with clients and you advise clients. Um, looking back, is there anything you would have done differently? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, oh, this is a good one. When you pitch clients and you get to the proposal point, mm-hmm. you need to think about the proposal from a copywriting point of view as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of this comes from my corporate background. Like I said, you know, doing SEO work and even the corporate background that I had beforehand. Um, I got so stuck in, okay, this is how proposals sort of kind of look and you get, you get this corporate language in there. Um, but the moment that I changed the way I thought about my communications with clients mm-hmm. um, just completely changed the game for me. Um, so I would have these proposals and it would include the package and what they would get and things of that nature. I would include some copy in there about um, how it benefited them, but I didn't really address a lot of the potential objections or things that, that came up. So what I would have done differently in the beginning would be to put more effort into my proposals and think about what's the transformation that's going to happen for my client, right? Like I would put the benefit in there, but it would just stay at the benefit, right? Like, okay, you're going to save time. You're going to do this, well, whatever the case yeah, right. was. Um, and now and again, I'm pitching larger projects. So for me, you know, the stakes are a little bit higher. Um, but even for some of the, the, the smaller ones, or if it's a client I really, really want, I actually write out a lot of my proposals, like their, their sales pages, not like five or six pages, but I have this like huge headline um, and I write it out like, these are the pain points. This is what's going on with you. This is what's going to happen when you work with me. This is, oh, and don't just take my word for it. Here's some social proof and some testimonials. And okay, maybe you don't care about the social proof and testimonials, but here's my my process and the way that I think about it. Here's how we're going to do it. So yeah. I can nail down your brand, brand voice and things of that nature. And then boom, there's the package price. And then even with the, at the end, um, you know, giving them an option to making it really easy for them to just say yes. Oh, here, this is what you need to do. Need a couple of changes and make sure I put that a little bit smaller <laughs> because I want them to, to, to go for their first option. Yeah, exactly. But I that, that's that. huge. Yeah, I love that. Well, and it makes sense when you talk about the, the proposal, you know, the, the very like, bare bones or more corporate style proposal because it comes after they've had a conversation with you and they're feeling really good and they feel confident about it and they're like, oh yeah, I'm really excited to get started on this. And then you're right, when you send through like a corporate proposal, like please find attached, blah, 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 blah. It's like, screech, 
wait, this is not, there's a major disconnect. But when you follow it up with something that is, that is so like enthusiastic and so like, hey, look at this journey we're about to embark on and imagine yes. how different you're, oh, I love that. I love that. But yeah. now, copywriter insider secret that you've done that a couple of times, can you do it a little bit faster because they're yes. out you can reuse? Yeah. 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 It's gotten to the point and I started revising my proposal process a couple of months ago and now it's at the point now where, okay, I know exactly. I, I'm not selling a lot of kind of individual services. I, I tend to do packages. It's just easier for me at this point. Yeah. Um, but because of that, I, I, I know at the end of the day that even though the package may change, that the transformation is very similar. I may just need to add a couple of tweaks in there and of course personalize it. Um, so I always like to add in um, things from you know our discovery call or our conversation in there. Mm-hmm. That's also really important, like the question that you asked. I try to go beyond why do you want a copywriter? Why are you hiring a copywriter? What's going on? What's, you know, what's happening with your messaging? I try to find out a little bit more um, and input that into the proposal. So the person, when they get it, they're like, oh my God, this person was really listening to me. Um, and I do, for me, if I had done that a little bit earlier, earlier on, I think it would have changed the game. I think the other thing for me that I wish I would have done earlier would be to just put myself out there more. Um, Yes, pitch more, but I mean putting my my actual writing out there for, for mm-hmm. feedback. I spent way too much time swimming around in a sea of, oh, I don't know if anyone's going to like this. Oh, they're going to rip this apart. Yeah. Um, scared that it would happen. It did happen in some, some instances, like I, I mentioned. But the feedback that I got, I always ended up applying to the next project. And it made me a better writer, a more concise writer, a more succinct writer. Um, and it, for me, it just it completely changed. Right? And, and like I said, the other thing would be um, make sure that you treat your own business like a bit, like another client. The same way that you put time in your calendar, you put time in your calendar to work on a client project, you need to put in Alicia Casho client work yeah. and do that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So what advice, and I know we're getting close to the end of this hour, and I, you have a full-time job, so you can get rid of work. Um, <laughs> But uh, what advice would you give to someone who is interested in getting into copywriting? That's a really great question. I say learn as much as you can about it. Um, Read examples of of copywriting, things that have worked really well, and not just the the old-timer stuff. I hate to use that that phrase, but um, there's plenty of classic copywriting from way back when, you know, like the American Express sales letters and things of that nature that I, I, you have to read that, make sure you read that. Yeah. But if you're interested in getting into copywriting, start paying attention to it in your daily life Um, and noticing that first Mm -hmm. and foremost, right? Notice it on commercials, notice it on, I don't know if anyone's taking the train now, but notice it on the subway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, just notice it in your everyday life and, and absolutely invest in training. Um, it is way more difficult to learn all the basics on your own. You can buy a book and, and try it, but um, investing in training, I think, is the absolute best way to actually get started and to try it out. Mm-hmm. If, you, if it's not for you, then e- even then, that kind of not for you thing is, is often because um, – 
we suffer from beginner's bias where you think you're going to be great at something and then you end up not being so great at it. That doesn't mean that it's, it's not for you. Yeah. If for some reason you find yourself always thinking about copywriting or you see the word copywriter anywhere and you get excited and you feel like that's me, mm-hmm. just keep going. My, mm-hmm. my biggest advice for, for beginner copywriters, people who are thinking about getting, getting into it is like I said, invest in some training and actually write and mm-hmm. keep at it, keep at it and give yourself some time before you say, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Give, give yourself, yourself some time, time to learn it. And yeah. you're exactly right. I think a lot of people are surprised when they're not immediately good at something that they're brand new to. Yes. It takes, a time. It takes a little time to learn it, but it can be learned. And it can be mastered clearly the way that you have. <laughs> I am still a work in progress, you know, like, so there's still things that I'm like, Ooh, mm, I needed a transition there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still difficult for me to, you know, get feedback from, from clients sometimes. But if you understand that, you know, a little bit, someone said this to me once, I think it's really great advice. You know, a little, even if it's just a little bit, a little bit more than your client does about mm-hmm. persuasive um, sales writing. Yeah. Um, and because of that, you are able to provide them with a service that's going to help them no matter what. It may require some tweaking. It may require a little bit extra effort, but you are an expert, even if you're a beginner expert, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you know just a little bit more than, than the next person, then, then that is, that's worth you keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my God. This has been so awesome. Thank you so much for sitting down to talk. Thank you. Um, and just make sure to get it out there in case someone is listening to this and going, Oh my God, I need her for my business. It's gloriouscopyco.com. Yeah. So you can go to gloriouscopyco.com or you can go to gloriouscopy.co. It redirects either way. Uh, <laughs> if you are in need of any kind of compelling copy, uh, I say female entrepreneurs, but it's not only limited to female entrepreneurs, but I love working with um, coaches and people who are just really um, interested in impacting in, in, in the world and creating transformations for other people. My specialty is uh, email sequences and sales pages, and I'm actually launching a new uh, launch copy package um, to help people really launch so much easier without all the stress and so they can reclaim their time and, and, and do launches their way. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're interested, feel free to go to gloriouscopy.co and we can, we can definitely talk. That is so exciting. I'm sure you get a bunch of people going, oh my God, I love her. I've got to work with her. <laughs> That's so thank awesome. You. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much for hopping on the call with me, Alicia. I really appreciate it. Thank you that. so much, Nikki. Thanks so much for joining us on the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. If you liked what you heard, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute or two to leave us a five-star review. I read each one and they mean the world to me and our team. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to keep learning, follow us at Filthy Rich Writer across social media and on the site. And of course, if your interest is piqued and you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at www.freecopywritingtraining.com. Talk to you next time.